welcome to the Law of Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Law of Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. to this week's episode that is going to be all about nutrition, healing, health, holistic health and affirmations and intentions. And I have the amazing Gabriel Anderson from Holistic Rebels today as my guest. He's a certified diet and nutrition therapist. He's a health coach and an urban medicine man. And he's on a mission to spread alternative concepts and perspectives in order to help others optimize their health on a physical, mental and emotional level. And him and a previous guest on the episode, Leila Anderson, uh, are having a Rebel Health Practitioner training this April in Stockholm. It's a four-day training and it's going to be 50 hours training within holistic health and all aspects of it. You can find the link below in the show notes and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi Gabriel, welcome to the podcast. Hi Shireen, I'm glad to be to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you today and I want to ask you the first question which is how do you stay mindful and present? Yes, um, for me um, the the trick that I use um, it's it's my affirmations that I've been using um, quite a lot recently. it's it's a set of affirmations that allow me to to anchor myself in in the present and also allows me to connect to um, what is important for me um, uh, during during my day. Uh, yeah, so that that's something that I use during my my meditation practice, but also throughout the days. Great. I love affirmations. That's how (laughs) love positivism started. And with that, I would like to ask you to uh, just tell the listeners more about you and what you do uh, and yeah, and how you came to this work. Yes. Um, The other day you asked me what my title was. Mm. And that's, that's also, that's always a weird thing for me to answer like my official title is uh, uh, I call myself a health educator Uh, me and my wife uh, have a a, a company together called holisticrebels.com where we um, uh, have a lot of online uh, material to uh, where we cover everything related to to health so my expertise in that area is um, more the physical part. Uh, I'm trained. I'm a trained diet and nutritional therapist and a health coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my my way into health has been through um, 
through that, through that perspective, but it has, uh, since then it has expanded because uh, I've learned through the years that uh, health requires so much more than just those areas. And that's where my wife comes in. She, she works a lot more with the, with the mental, emotional and the, the spiritual part. So we're trying to combine uh, all our knowledge and um, provide uh, a complete package, a holistic package of what is uh, what what we have found is needed to to uh, live a healthy lifestyle and really optimize your health on on all levels. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I don't, that's part of the part of, an, of the answer to the question you you asked and I think part of the question was how I got into this mm. yes I've always been like into health uh, since um, since I was young but I think my view of what health was um, early on was um, it's completely different from what it is nowadays mm. like the first 20 years of my adult life, I was I was living in the gym, uh, working out to get big, uh, and that was health to me. Just looking looking good physically, and um, it was purely uh, um, superficial. But uh, at a moment in life. To me, it was when we, me and my wife, decided to um, to get our daughter. That was uh, almost seven years ago. Was seven years ago. Uh, we started um, going through our life, like where where are we in life, and what do we want with life? And then we started realizing that uh, we didn't live the healthiest life um we we were we weren't sure of how you live a healthy lifestyle what what is required of us to live a healthy lifestyle because we we wanted i wanted to be there for my daughter for as long as possible uh, health as a healthy person i wanted to be if it's possible for me to live 100 years mm. uh, to be 100 years old and be healthy i wanted to know how you do that on all levels, um, so that started a journey to um, really uh, trying to explore what health really means. So um, basically, and there was one major thing that was uh, weighing on both me and my wife at that point. It was like we knew we knew we had a lot of emotional baggage uh, that we didn't want to um put on our daughter uh, mm. I, I i wasn't really able to express myself emotionally to my wife or and i knew that i at that time i wasn't able to do it do it to my daughter either uh, and i some somewhere intuitively i knew that emotional health is really important for overall health even though i couldn't really put it into words um and I really didn't know how how to how, how to to um, get started on that journey. How to proceed? How 
how do I deal with my emotional issues that I had, my, my, uh, una, my me not being able to express myself uh, emotionally, or, or I wasn't, I was able to do it, but I wasn't willing to do it. And I didn't know what was, how I was going to be able to get to that point where I would feel it's natural for me to express myself uh, emotionally. So um, I started, um, um, it was four months into my, my daughter uh, being born. I uh, traveled down to, to South America, to Peru, where I did um, ayahuasca. Um, uh, because I, I felt I didn't have the tools. I didn't know where to start to, to, um, to, to look into this. And I, I felt like I needed a, a different perspective. And um, through many years of, of, of um, trying to understand, I've heard about, having heard about ayahuasca, the uh, sacred South American plant, mm. uh, active plant, I hope your listeners <laughs> know what I think some of them know what it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. you can you can explain it. Maybe yeah, some it, people don't know about it. Yeah, it's um it's um sacred plant that they've been using for well we don't really know for how long but it, some say it's thousands of years that the their uh, native healers their shamans have, have been using it for as medicine, like any other medicine for them, uh, but it, both for physical healing and um, spiritual healing, uh, emotional healing. Um, yeah, so, so um, I, I went down there with a lot of expectations, but I, re I really didn't know what, what, to, what it was going to do for me, and I was really afraid. But without going into detail to what, what happened there, that really kicked off and uh, gave me a, a different perspective to uh, what life is and uh, what I wanted with life. And since then, I've, I've been working a lot with plant medicines, ayahuasca and other plant medicines. So this was just a start of that journey, but it really, uh, it, it didn't give me as many as much answers as I wanted, but it it uh, it uh, it started off even more questions in mm. in my my mind that I wanted answers for. Um, so um, yeah, ever since then, uh, I've been <laughs> I've been studying both uh, what is required physically of us and emotionally and spiritually to 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 acquire health uh, to, to be as healthy as possible so yeah that's that was seven seven years ago now mm. so yeah, a lot of things has happened since then uh, and we have we have me and my wife we have a lot of uh, we have acquired a lot of knowledge that we feel that like that we want to share like mm. because at the moment when we started our journey we didn't know where to start and it's taken us seven years to get where we're at so 
for us, it's really important uh, to to share what we've learned, and uh, it's impossible for us to share everything that we've learned, but at least give we want to give um, uh, a good starting point so people themselves can um, can can have a good place to start off with when it comes to all parts of uh, what is required to, to, to have holistic health and that, that requires, uh, that in, entails both uh, what, what um, your, your physical health when it, uh, when it comes to what you're eating, uh, uh, how the food we're eating, how it, it affects us, um, our environment, the, uh, the toxicities in, in their environment, uh, how it, uh, inflammation, how it affects us. Um, so, so that's my, my starting point, like the physical part. So that's something that I really uh, have uh, been diving deep into and we'll be um, talking a lot about in um, um, this training course that we will uh, be having in, um, in April. Yes. this year um yeah i don't know i, I lost my my train of thought now <laughs> that's <laughs> that's fine and i want to add I, we've known each other for a while and uh, we are good friends and i've been working with your wife so uh, i mean sh uh, the, the way that you're working is definitely holistic because uh with my background within yoga and all of this and studying Chinese medicine, I've just seen that how important it is to have uh, a holistic view of health. So we cannot uh, create small segments of the body and the health and just optimize that. We need to work holistically. So I think the way you're working with your knowledge within nutrition and 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 the physical aspects and with Leila, who's working a lot on the spiritual and you both are uh, I think this training is is very interesting uh, to dive deeper into and we will do that just to cover the what 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 is included in the training and I want to also ask you we tapped into uh, <clears throat> when we talk about health inflammation comes up uh, and that is also tied with with what we eat and how we feel, maybe we can get into that part yeah, as that, well. That's basically, I would say that's the 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 root of um, one of the 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 basis of when it comes to health. It it all revolves around inflammation, and as you said, it it it's um, it's a situation where. Um, our physical way of living, our di dietary habits, and our emotional and uh, emotional well-being, it 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 affects the levels of inflammation in our bodies, but also the other way around. Like if we have a lot of inflammation in our bodies, that also or low levels of inflammation that will affect uh, our our. When it comes to our diet, how our digestion works, our nutritional uptake, uh, it will affect um, uh, our our um, uh, physically. It will affect us in in many ways. In, when it comes to um, 
disease symptoms and when it comes to our emotional and uh, mental well-being it, it it is it can also affect uh, uh, trigger stress uh, trigger depression so it's a question of chicken or the egg which which is triggering which and it's in it's both really so that's why it's so interesting when it comes to inflammation and inflammation is uh, one of the few um, markers when it comes to when it comes to how long um, our long, long, longevity so if you if you look at the people who are uh, 100 years or more what is what they all have in common is that they have low levels of inflammation um, so and that also goes for uh, most uh, people that are disease free from 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 chronic diseases so most chronic diseases if not all of them are um, inflammatory related so that's why inflammation is it's one of the main thing uh, that needs to be looked at if we're we're looking at uh, our health so, uh, so it's three parts that is important when it comes to inflammation that's our diet so our level of physical activity and then our uh, emotional well-being those are the three factors that that affect uh, inflammation so that can, that's something we're going to dive deep into the during the training course but i guess we can cover some of that in <laughs> in uh, uh, in in this podcast so when it comes to the diet like if you want to look at something that is it in in a way it's really simple there's like a million different types of diets out there mm. and uh, i'm not saying that one specific is better than the other but one rule of thumb that i think is important is like eating uh, um, whole foods as much as possible it should be unprocessed food mm. uh, to, to such a biggest extent as, extent as possible mm. um, organic food also uh, so that that's like that's the basis of it, and then you can uh, drill down to it and make it more specific. But that's really the the basic basis of it. Like nowadays, it is hard to uh, for if I look at the people in both that I work with and my friends and family, um, it is hard to not eat uh, have a diet where there is at least some processed food or refined food in the diet um, and that is if if people can start eating as much unrefined food and as much whole food as possible that is like the first battle is won <laughs> if you, mm. you if if you just think about that uh then like talking about eating vegan or um, uh, dairy or um, uh, animal protein based diet it's th then um, uh, that's on another level um, i also think that nowadays many of the foods that we have even if you're talking about whole foods uh, let's say uh, grains a lot of the grains and vegetables are um it they're not 
um, even though they're not genetically modified, they are um, they have been bred in the, in the last hundred years so much that they're they're <laughs> they're nothing like what they were um, previously. So they, they, in a way, they have been genetically modified, even though it's not they're not called GMO products. Mm. Let's say our the wheat that we eat that the the flour is made of, and um, it's been bred so much. Uh, so the amount of gluten in in the wheat nowadays, it's I think it's something like um, uh, I might be mistaken, but it's like triple the amount of gluten in the wheat. Mm -hmm. So that you've heard it, and I think many of your listeners also have heard it that many. People talk about gluten sensitivity, mm. and that might be one of the reasons because the, um, it wasn't a, 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 an issue a couple of years ago, let's say 40, 50 years ago, because the wheat uh, didn't look the same at that time. And nowadays there is wheat in all, if you look at any processed uh, product, if it's ketchup or soy, soy sauce or everything contains wheat. So it, uh, it's something that has been, it's in all products nowadays, which makes, uh, and since the gluten level is so much higher, uh, it is affecting us. We're much more sensitive to it nowadays. Uh, and then we also have the, um, the next step is the, 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 the thing that affects our inflammation level is the, um, our physical activity. So if, if we move a lot or if we, if we live a sedentary lifestyle, if we're in, in physically inactive, so um, just physical activity seems to, um, to bring down inflammation in general while uh, being physically inactive. You don't have to be, be overweight for, for it to cause inflammation. Just being physically inactive seems to activate a lot of inflammatory markers in us so that's that's a uh, being physically active throughout your life is is really important mm. uh, so that's easy and, and <laughs> that's the a, how intense should it be like what how, what would you recommend daily yeah. weekly so so that's i i would myself i'm a i'm rather lazy <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm trying to do like the absolute bare minimum when it comes to, I do my yoga, mm. do some, some isometric strength training. Then I try to, to be effective when I move, like uh, I try to bike everywhere, take my bike everywhere. Um, so incorporate my, my physical exercise in my, in my daily life instead of having to go, um, uh, and do a specific physical activity to to um, if if for some people that they need that also they need that that part in their life but I think it's just being raising your pulse a little bit and um, yeah you need that um, um, you, need, you need a bit of trauma to your to your to your bones like light trauma so. But um, it shouldn't be too taxing because also it, when you're having high intensity workouts, that is actually, um, th that is inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So um, 
there is, uh, you have to find the balance there. Um, so let's say if you're, you're having, uh, you're doing really high intensity workouts, right after that, you're gonna, you have triggered your um, sympathetic nervous system. So it's gonna take like a, a half an hour up to an hour for your sympathetic system to, to calm down. So a lot of people, they, uh, after they worked out, they, they want to eat something in that state. It's, it's the wrong, um, wrong state really to eat something, at least like solid foods or so on, just having some quick car carbohydrates, some sugar, that's, that's perfect. But eating like a proper meal after having a high intensity workout, that can be, that's bad for your digestion. That's going to cause, um, digestive issues and infl inflammatory response in your gut. So that's, it's, it's not like black and white, but you have, um, in general, like having physical activity and moderate phys phys physical activity throughout your life that is anti-inflammatory. Then there is specifics, like, like I just mentioned, when it comes to high intensity workouts, that's gonna, uh, in relation to eating and so on, that could be counterproductive when it comes to inflammation and, and your health and digestion. Uh, so that, that's something we're going to talk more about uh, at the training course. But that, because that's quite common for a lot of people, especially when you live a stressful life, you go do your workout, uh, may, many times a high intensity workout, and then, oh, you're going to have your big lunch or uh, um, your big dinner right after that. And that can be really bad for your health, really. Mm. That's uh, so interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's that's when it, uh, you heard the, the term leaky gut. So yes. ha having a high intensity workout that mm. uh, triggers uh, uh, our gut lining, the um, intestinal permeability, the, the cells, in the in, uh, intestinal to to increase the permeability, the, they let in more particles. So the the higher the intensity workout, the more the uh, intestinal permeability intestinal permeability increases. So mm -hmm. there, there's probably some sort of evolutionary um, advantage of that. And I can mm -hmm. see like like if you having a work worked out like that like that and you're like taking a like a high fructose drink with a lot of sugar that is already digested that's good because that's going to be uh, absorbed quickly into your body and if you're taking like amino acids that already is already broken down uh, that doesn't need to be digested then it's a good thing that there is an increased gut permeability you have a leaky gut but if you're eating solid foods and your your system is stressed then your digestive system won't work and you will have undigested the undigested particles that enter your bloodstream which your immune system will react to and it will cause an inflammatory response so if you have chronic inflammation in your body if you have uh, inflammation uh, some sort of autoimmune disease or anything like you i wouldn't i wouldn't eat right after working out intensely, uh, I would have at least one or two hours before I have my proper meal. Um, so that's something to think about. So there's a lot of like 
do's and don'ts when it comes to that. But in general, uh, activity is a good thing and being sedentary and being uh, having living a sedentary lifestyle, that is uh, inflammatory. And then separate to that, being obese, being overweight, uh, which we it can be, you can be uh, physically active and still be obese and overweight. That is still, that's also an uh, uh, increases inflammation in your body, uh, studies show. Um, mm. But they don't have to be related. And then it's the last part, which is the, um, the uh, our emotional uh, well-being and the stress levels. So oh, um, this is a two-way thing, two-way communication, really. If we're um, depressed or we, if we have negative emotion, a lot of negative emotions, uh, yeah. high stress, um, that will trigger trigger a lot of um, um, uh, inflammation in our bodies, and it's also shown that even po- certain positive emotions um, trigger inflammation. So it's really only one type of positive emotion that is anti-inflammatory, and it's something that is called eudaimonic well-being. It's really uh, a well-being or, uh, that is um, connected to a, a deep sense of purpose and meaning in life. So that's more like a, a serotonin-related um, well-being and happiness. Um, it's when you're when you're uh, it's well-being and happiness related to doing good, not only for yourself but uh, also other people. Uh, contrary to the dopamine-related happiness that is called the hedonic well-being, which is more Mm. uh, related to uh, pursuit of pleasure, your own pursuit of pleasure, overindulgence, excess, and self-gratification. So uh, even though both types of people, if you ask them if um, their level of happiness, both would rate, it the same one that one type of uh, happiness is inflammatory and the other type is uh, uh, has a causes low inflammations in in your body so that's that's huge really (laughs) to think about Uh, and it's it's also the other way around so if you have a lot of inflammation in your body let's say you're not eating well uh, or, and you're not moving and inflammations um, they affect our organs in our bodies um, our endocrine system uh, and our brains so depending on your genetic predisposition for one person it can take a more physical uh, in the end if you're going if you're having chronic inflammation it can present itself as uh, disease symptom like um, like a thyroid issue or uh, adrenal issue, uh, but for another person it can be more of uh, uh, mental and emotional. It can uh, affect your, uh, especially for people that have are predisposed to uh, ADHD, uh, ADD, and similar, they, they're shown to be really sensitive to inflammation. 
So if, um, if you can reduce inflammation when it comes to diet and physical activity in, for those persons who are uh, predisposed to those conditions, then basically all those symptoms uh, have been seen to disappear, the ADHD and ADD symptoms and, and similar. And also depression uh, uh, and uh, stress also. So it's really, uh, that, that's why we're looking at health. We have to look at health holistically. It's if you're only concentrating uh, on your diet when it comes to your health, you're gonna miss out on, uh, you're not gonna be able to achieve health uh, if you look at it from this perspective. So uh, in a way, it, it, it can feel complicated, but it, it, it's not, it is not. Um, um, you need some basic knowledge of how, to, how it works and you need some basic tools to practice it, to be able to practice to, to have a, so you can have a base level to where you start off. And then it's really about, especially when it comes to your, to your diet, uh, the diet that's gonna work for me, it's not gonna be the optimal diet for you. So it's about also taking back responsibility and uh, for, for your health and the authority of your health, that, that you're an authority that can make a decision if this is good for me or if it's not good for me. It's all, uh, you have to be able to, once you've started this lifestyle, you, you have to, you're gonna have to learn to trust your own intuition and gut feeling if, um, let's say this type of food is, how it's, it is affecting me. You have to get in contact with, with your body, how it reacts to eating this type of food. But if you have mm. the general thing when it comes to food, you basically just have to keep in mind is eating unprocessed food, uh, uh, a lot of fruits and vegetables, uh, not overthink like which fruits and ve vegetables are good. Then there is like, uh, issues to think about how uh, food preparation when it comes to certain uh, types of food to make it more um, digestible, more uh, nutritious for you. So that there's like several steps to it that you can develop it. But uh, in general, it's about, um, like I said, you have, don't give, especially in Sweden, you know how it is, Shireen, it's growing up in Sweden, it's, uh, my impression is that we're giving away our authority when it comes to our health. It's a, we trust the state that they're going to tell us exactly what is good for us. And mm. uh, if you're, you're only going to have, you have to think about your health once you're sick and then you go to the doctor and they will fix it for you. This way of thinking of it is basically the other way around. It's it's your responsibility, which can be hard for some people <laughs> to start with to 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 accept that. But, but it is no, it's no one else's responsibility. Your health, your overall health, uh, and it's it, one way of looking at it. It can be like, oh my god, oh, uh, I don't want this responsibility. And the other way of looking at it, it's 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 it, for me, it creates a sense of freedom and uh, possibilities, really. Like, I, I, I've, I've been doing this for seven years now, and I feel like 
I'm I'm not sure what my body is able to do. I I'm for every day that goes, I'm really impressed that at the development and um, seeing myself being able to do things that I didn't think was possible like seven years ago. So it is also liberating, but it is a responsibility and it's our responsibility. Mm, so true. And actually one of the, in my journey and one of the pillars of my philosophy is that the, what we eat is, is energy and that gets interpreted by our body and helps us to create the, the frequencies that we want in our body. And in, in Chinese medicine, um, they always say that there's not, not one diet that fits everyone. So it's very individual and depending on if you have any deficiencies or imbalances, what your body needs. So it's really an import, I think, for everyone out there that are on their spiritual journey and that are uh, trying to yeah, reach a, a certain lifestyle within themselves, it, the consciousness and awareness. I don't know, it, it usually, um, the food aspect usually becomes a huge part because you all of a sudden you become aware. I think many of us who are sensitive and who are, like on this journey we start having certain sensitivities as well to foods that we eat so it's very often that we get uh, like negative effects of foods that once were okay like certain things like refined sugars and and things like that and then with time as we work with ourselves and with our energetic body uh, we start understanding that what we eat is to create health and it's medicine. It's the original medicine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, you're uh, completely right about that. Yeah. And it is, and, because it is information. Mm -hmm. Food is information. It's energy. It's frequency. And we're so, we're food illiterate in the Western yeah. world. It's like we, uh, we're food illiterate, we're emotional illiterate <laughs> because we're not mm. when we go to school we're not taught anything about this we're not taught about uh, um, handling being in emotion what emotions are what food is how food affects us it's uh, so we need to this that's this is the real um, knowledge that we, we should be getting when we're <laughs> going to school like uh, before science, the, the, the age of science, humanity was still able to, through intuition and uh, be, being in touch with their bodies, they, they were able to, to find out which foods, which herbs were good for us, were good for certain ailments and so on. They didn't have any scientific tools to do it they use their own intuition their own body they use uh, we can still get we can we can get in touch with that we have been in touch with that before but we're not in touch with that anymore mm. so that that's one of the big um uh, 
that, that I think that's something that's kind of come more and more in, in because especially in the Western world, people are, if we look at the United States as being in the forefront, because a lot of the Western worlds are taking after the United States, they're, they're, um, um, they're dying earlier and earlier. Uh, they're getting sicker and sicker because they're, they've taken things, this lifestyle to an extreme. And this is where the rest of the Western world also is, is heading. Uh, but there is an there is an alternative movement when it comes to this, and a lot of people are uh, starting to take that this responsibility. But it it it's not always an easy thing to go from the old way of living and see looking at health to this because it is a completely different way of 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 looking at health. Mm, so yeah, it's very true. Fun that you you brought up the thing about. Um, frequencies and um, and energy and we mm. I've, I've been um, um, you, you've been um, scanned with my frequency equipment so yeah. so one of the things that really uh, opened me up to to the need for for um, emotional healing and spiritual healing um, for, to, to gain optimal health was when I started working with frequency and energy um, therapy. So uh, I started working with that two years ago. Uh, and during that time, um, uh, I didn't really have, uh, I, I had just started my meditation practice. So, um, and, and during my scans, there, I, there was, a, I had a, health issues my 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 digestive is, uh, track wasn't optimal i had digestive issues even though i was doing everything by the book when it comes to my diet um and nutrition supplementing and so on but i still couldn't i only got to a certain point and i couldn't uh i couldn't get beyond it until i started uh, with my meditation practice and then expanded it to um uh, doing affirmations and so on. So the interesting is the thing that really uh, got me dedicated to my meditation practice and doing affirmations because I could really see uh, using the frequency biofeedback equipment that I have that when I was away for a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat, after coming back from that, my energy levels was through the roof. Like, you know, mm. And then it took like two or three weeks and they were back to normal when I had uh, gone back to my normal meditation practice. Um, uh, but it, it was still still better than before, but it like that, that really made a huge difference. And then also another thing that also affected uh, my energy levels was doing long fasting, like uh, Five day fasts, like and similar similar to doing like uh, a meditation retreat. When you fall, I don't know. Have you long done long fasts before, Shireen? No, I haven't fasted for a long time. It's, because it's they, yeah. they used in in um, like religiously. There there are mm. reflection because yeah. you have low energy levels. So in a way, it is kind of. 
uh, it's a mindfulness practice really mm. so that is also going coming from a five-day uh, fast the same thing there i could see like the energy levels were really high harmonized energy levels in the body where i normally had issues so that that really gave me a clue to okay there's something to this so i started dedicating myself to doing uh, a, a affirmation practice of really doing affirmations throughout the day uh, mm-hmm. and since i started that that was um seven eight months ago that i started doing that and i had sleeping sleep problems and so on before i started doing that my sleeping problems disappeared and my energy levels are like they're perfect all the time since then uh, when it comes to my digest digestive tract and so on so uh, that was like the missing piece uh, needed but for me that seeing that this one thing about hearing people talking about it but seeing that uh, in a be a feedback machine uh it 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 validates for me it's in a way scientifically that it how much like our mind our um, our thoughts our intentions especially to having a an affirmation practice uh, an intention practice when it comes to your body to our body and uh, really speaking to our body and what is your intention towards your body and your health that is i find that that's a a huge thing that uh, it's rather easy also to implement but it's really about uh, um trying trying to it, it's the feeling behind it you can start with affirmation words like fake it till you make it and then really move into me- more about be the feeling behind the words and that re- that's that that is really the to me that's what is the effect behind the placebo effect that everyone is talking about in in studies like the the effect of taking a, a sugar pill and still has the same same effect as the actual medicine mm. uh, so it's mind over body and it's really powerful and you're you're doing it also what's your affirmation mm. there's many different affirmations but affirmations were really the first step for me to become more aware and more empowered and definitely affirmations was a huge part of my healing journey uh, many many years ago so i used to uh, when i used to walk to uh, work Uh, instead of thinking about the day and trying to plan it out in my head, those 20 minutes I was uh, doing affirmations. It could be like me going through the alphabet. So I would say, I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am clever. Like the whole alphabet, the whole way. So I was really into uh, empowering affirmations. I love just the affirmation, I am or... I can, I will, I shall. There's so many. And and I use usually affirmations uh, when we start the yoga class as an intention as well. So just repeating uh, something that I want to create for that day as an affirmation. So for me, affirmations are like they helped me change my 
monkey mind, as we say in the, in yeah. yoga, like it started, it started calming down and I was listening to so many, I loved Louise Hayes and, and so many beautiful people that I could find on YouTube and on different channels that I listened also to affirmations. Sometimes it's hard to sit, to start to just sit with yourself and do affirmations because that's why you need it in the first place. So it's great to have like guided meditations and also recorded affirmations to listen to because the problem is that what, okay, what we eat is one thing that's we're consuming it in our body, but what we also listen to and watch, I mean, if you start your day by watching news with, with horrible things yeah. that can come up that I, I know what happens to me if I'm at the gym and I see the news, it, it really like the other day, it really affected me the whole day and until the night and until the morning after. So you're so impressionable in the morning. So if you can start your morning with positive words, positive affirmations, especially if you're going through things that are hard to deal with, then that's, that's like the perfect way to start and to uh, start uh, programming your mind because words and what we see and what we hear, they, they are all programming us. Yeah, definitely. So, it is like yeah. saying it, just watching the news or listening to the news in the morning, that, that what they're saying, it affirms that reality to you. So, mm. uh, yeah, turning off the, the news is the first thing to do and really create a new um, steg, what, what's it called, a new tr a track, to, path. To, a new path to, to walk, walk yeah. on because we have worn down paths. Usually for many people, it's negative self-talk and mm. a lot of unconscious self-talk and like, creating a new a new path for uh, positive emotions and what what you really want what you want to have more of in your life and just use that uh use your intuition on how how, how to create um, uh, an affirmation practice really you mm. just you're just winging it right shireen doing what yeah. feels right yeah. Yeah, a lot. And it can be great to, to write it down or to have, I used to have like a set of, of affirmations and it was actually very good to stop the, like that's where love positivism came from, the filling yourself with positive thoughts, positive energy, all of that. It's really important. And that's why you have high energy levels when I scan you. It's all, all the affirmations, Shireen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Definitely. It is. <laughs> that in that, yoga. <laughs> no, but that's a huge, because uh, some, it's not all people that have those high levels of harmonized frequencies. And I think that's a huge part. So some people that I scan, I know that they have a lot of uh, negative self-talk and they, almost all of the times they have low, energy levels um mm. energy levels so i think that's that's a huge part and it's also an easy thing it's in a way it's it's the easiest the easy things that are affecting our health the most mm. so yeah sometimes we think we need to do so much but it starts with small steps and then it can develop so 
I think this was great. I think it was a great background into physical health, but also the emotional and spiritual parts. And and I I think that's a great base for understanding the program that you're having in April, that it will probably entail all of this. Am I right? Yeah, so you're going to get the basics of all of this, like the concept, and then as most more importantly, you're going to get the tools to be able to start practicing it right away. Like hearing this, uh, we've been talking for 50 minutes now. It's it mm. might be hard to okay. What am? How do I start using this? So, like the the most important thing you're gonna get out of these four days is for each and every part when it comes to diet, um, uh, mindfulness, me- meditation, emotional well-being. Um, uh, we're gonna talk about detoxing. Um, uh, parasite infections. It's gonna be, it's it's gonna be everything that we talk about. We're gonna get also. How do you practice this right? Start practicing this right away in your life. So that's the the most important part of it. Mm, that's amazing. I'm so happy about this call because physical health is really important to me as well and uh, nutrition and it's a big part of my life and that's what I'm also studying now. So I'm super grateful that you could join. And is there any last thing you want to share before we close the call? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. What we ended talking about, like it, it's, that's my main focus nowadays, just intentions the intention in life and in, uh, using affirmations for for your intentions with yourself your body and what you want to do in your life that it's such an easy way to to shift things in in your life yep mm. yeah thank you so much gabriel i will i will put all the links to both of you in the show notes if they want to get in touch with you Uh, to talk about health, nutrition, everything. And thank you so much. Thank you, Shireen. (laughs) Take care. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode could help you on your journey to create more holistic health on all levels and a health and nutrition that is great for your spiritual development and your spiritual awakening. So... Just take in whatever resonates with you and if you do need any more guidance or help you can reach out to Gabriel and Holistic Rebels. So let's finish this episode together with with a deep breath in through the nose and exhale through the mouth and namaste.